بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على من بعث رحمة للعالمين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته brothers and sisters inshallah this is going to be potentially the last Jumu'ah before Ramadan as Ramadan is scheduled to be inshallah ta'ala either on Friday uh, or on Saturday So it's befitting insha'Allah that at this point in time uh, We touch upon Ramadan uh, Now Ramadan this year is going to be like no other Ramadan that we have uh, ever experienced uh, We always hear from elders and those who are older than us That they have experienced things in life that nobody else will ever experience uh, Because the time for those things has now uh, gone and departed uh, but for all of us, uh, unanimously, whether we are old, whether we are young, we are experiencing a Ramadan and we will experience a Ramadan that, uh, like no other. Um, Ramadan, as we all know, is uh, a time in which uh, the Qur'an was revealed. It is the month of the Qur'an. شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان that uh, the month of Ramadan is the month in which the Qur'an was revealed in, a guidance for mankind, and so on and so forth. And so, with the advent of Ramadan, we, it comes with it a check for our own selves as to how much of the Qur'an are we connected to. Is this Ramadan going to be the Ramadan in which uh, the Qur'an is finally going to be opened this year? Uh, or is it uh, going to be something other than that? Our relationship with the Qur'an uh, is tantamount and it's almost like the, um, the scale in which we measure our closeness and distance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If these are Allah's words, this is Allah's guidance that He has sent to mankind that is the final revelation and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not speak to mankind until the day of Qiyamah, until the day of judgment. How close are we to His words and how distant are we to His words? That could be in terms of memorizing his words How much of it do we know off by heart And how much have we committed it to memory And how much of it is in our hearts Or that could be in action How much of it is implemented How much of it translates and transmutes Into something that is tangible and physical And how much of it is just abstract words That we say to one another So Ramadan has come at a time where, because it's a time where it's unprecedented and we haven't really lived in a time like this before, it allows us to change our perspectives with regards to Ramadan, look at it slightly differently. When we are out and about, when we are mixing with other people, we tend to have this energy about us to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we bounce off each other's spirituality, so when someone's feeling close to Allah and connected, and we sit with them, we also feel connected and close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when we are on our own, it is a real chance to understand where, where we stand, where, what our position and our status is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And obviously this is a natural feeling of when you're with people, you feel high and you feel you know, like you have iman. Uh, it's like what uh, Hamdallah radiallahu ta'ala anhu said uh, about his own hypocrisy. He says, Nafaqa Hamdallah. Hamdallah has committed nifaq because when he's with the Prophet وسلم, he feels like he can touch the sky and he's with the malaika and when he is away from the Prophet وسلم, he feels as if he is uh, you know, doing nothing so sometimes it's a natural feeling um, but it is, that is a realization by Hamdallah 
of his own status and his own situation. That when I'm with the Prophet ﷺ, I feel good. And I want to feel like that all the time. But when I'm away from him, I don't feel like that. Right? But it's sa'a for sa'a, so you balance it out. You spend time in ibadah, and you spend time also uh, with your responsibilities in the dunya and so on and so forth. But most importantly, Ramadan this year is going to allow us to reflect on our own selves and our own situations. Ramadan is a month of fasting. And fasting is a time to reconnect or is an action that reconnects us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala ladhina min qabrikum la'allakum tattaqoon. Right? And we all know this ayah that fasting has been prescribed uh, for you, O oh you who believe. Like it has been prescribed from the, for the people before you, so it's not a new thing. But most importantly, la'allakum tattaqoon. So that you may. Insha'Allah, there is a possibility that you will acquire through it taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A realization that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ever watchful, all hearing, all knowing. No matter what, no matter what I say and what I do, where I say it and where I do it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of it. And no matter what I do, where I do it and how I do it, there will come a time where I will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be asked about what I did. That is taqwa. Taqwa is the re- relationship, your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your realization that He is forever with you. وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَمَا كُنْتُمْ إِنَّ رَبِّي مَعِي سَيَهْدِينَ My Lord is with me and He will guide me. Allah is with you wherever you are. Also, taqwa is realizing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ever watchful. So what that means is that you... Do what you have been uh, obliged and obligated to do from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If He tells you, Aqimu salah, tuqimu salah. If He tells you, Tu'tu zakah, tu'tu zakah. If He tells you, Sumu Ramadan, tu'sumu Ramadan. If He tells you to pray, you pray. If He tells you to give zakat, you give zakat. If He tells you to fast a month of Ramadan, you fast a month of Ramadan. If He tells you don't backbite, you don't backbite. If he tells you don't lie, you don't lie. If he tells you don't steal, you don't steal. So it is doing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to do, has obliged you to do, and staying away from that which he has prohibited you from doing. That is the reality of taqwa, the balance between the two. Doing what you're supposed to do, and staying away from what you're not supposed to do. And fasting allows us to do that. Isn't it strange how we go through an entire year, we're not obliged to fast. We're not even asked to fast. We're encouraged to, you know, the Prophet ﷺ, he fasted every Monday and Thursday, and we all know those things, right? Three, three days of, the, of every month. But we don't, you know, how many of us actually do that? Very few. And, you know, we know it, if someone was to tell us that, but it's not really something that we're habituated in doing. But Ramadan comes once in a year, and we are forced to. We have to. And if you don't, then you are sinning, and it is a major sin, because you have left a pillar from the pillars of Islam. So, this once a year, we are forced to reconnect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether we want to or not, whether we realize that fasting is supposed to help us reconnect, that it's supposed to help us reconnect to the Qur'an, it's supposed to be a month of reciting the Qur'an, whether we realize all of those things or we don't realize those things, we end up going on that path anyway through fasting. And the more we realize it, the more conscious we are of our actions and our decisions, that's how close we will get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the opposite obviously is that's how distant we'll be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So again, we are in a time that is unprecedented. We are in a time that is very strange and is not like any other Ramadan that we have seen before us. But what it will allow us to do is to designate our time, to organize ourselves consciously. The Ramadans that have come before, what tends to happen is everybody's praying Taraweeh, everybody's fasting, everybody's doing things a certain way, so you kind of just go along with the crowd. And it's not a conscious effort, it's not a conscious decision that you are making. Just because everybody else is doing it, and I think I better do it as well. It's a habituation. When Ramadan comes, it's synonymous to doing certain actions. But this year now, it has to be a conscious effort. It has to be a conscious decision. And that consciousness is that same consciousness that you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That consciousness is that same connection that you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is that taqwa. Ramadan is a time for purification of your heart. When we say taqwa, Ramadan, fasting, fasting is taqwa, taqwa, taqwa is the way in which we understand the Qur'an. Alif Lam Mim, al kitabu la rayba fihi hudan lil muttaqeen That the Qur'an is a guidance for those who have taqwa. So if you don't have taqwa, then you won't have guidance from the Qur'an. And the only way you will ever have taqwa is if you fast in the month of Ramadan. That helps you to have taqwa. So fasting in Ramadan helps you to have taqwa. Taqwa helps you to understand the Qur'an and be guided with the Qur'an. And the one who is guided with the Qur'an is walking in the footsteps of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because kana khuluquhu al-Qur'an. His character, his attributes, everything about him was the Qur'an. He was the walking, talking Qur'an. لَقَدَ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا So, uh, what I was going to say was that Ramadan uh, is a, a time of the Qur'an, it's a time of taqwa, and it's a time to uh, reflect and get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that taqwa that we're talking about, the position and that place of it is in the heart. So when we say that Ramadan is a time to purify our hearts, it's a time to acquire taqwa, that taqwa, where is it placed? Is it in your arms? Is it is in your legs? Is it in your head? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, At-taqwa ha-huna, at-taqwa ha-huna, at-taqwa ha-huna, wa ashara ila sadrihi, and he pointed to his heart, and he said, At-taqwa is here. This is where taqwa is. And we know that the only people that will be successful yawm al-qiyamah, illa man atallaha biqalbin salim. The only people that will be successful yawm al-qiyamah is are those who come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a clean and pure heart. And we know that, ala bi dhikrillahi tatma'inna al-qulub. That through the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do the hearts find peace and serenity and solace. And we know that the Qur'an is the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرِ So these are all interconnected uh, phenomena in Islam. These are all interconnected things in the month of Ramadan. And they all culminate in this uh, special month, subhanAllah. And so it is incumbent upon us to be prepared for what is going to be coming in a week's time, insha'Allah ta'ala. Now, it's a bit late for me to say let's do some preparations for Ramadan because the Sahaba, عليهم, since Ramadan, since the previous Ramadan, from six months onwards, they would think about the missed opportunities that passed them by in the previous Ramadan. And from the next six months onwards leading up to the next Ramadan, they will be anticipating, waiting, and preparing. The Prophet ﷺ, he was known to fast a lot in the month of Sha'ban, the month that we are in right now, the month before Ramadan. And the reason why he would fast a lot in the month of Sha'ban is in preparation for Ramadan. 
not just that the the amal of uh, the your actions are raised up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and accepted or rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Sha'ban and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the best situation that I'd like to find myself in when that happens to me is that I am fasting but not just that you're getting in gear you're getting your mind and your body and your soul prepared for what is about to come in Ramadan so that when Ramadan the first day of Ramadan hits you you don't have a migraine and you're lying down in bed thinking, SubhanAllah, I've got a month of this to go. <laughs> the first week isn't a struggle to get used to it. Rather, you are already used to it. This is something that's, uh, I already know how this feels. And when you already know how that feels and you are over the hurdles of getting used to it, you can focus on your ibadah, you can focus on getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you are not battling with your own nafs. You've already won that battle. As for the battle with shaitan, then he is locked away. إِذَا جَاءَ رَمَضَانَ صُفِّدَتْ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَمَرَضَتُ الْجِنَّ That when Ramadan comes, the shayateen, they all shackled, locked away. And those who are from amongst them, from the jinn, all of them locked away. That battle is already taken care of for you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with His, gracious, with his graciousness and His mercy. All that is left for you is to fight your own nafs. And if you are well prepared for that prior to Ramadan, then fighting it inshallah in the month uh, will be an easy task. So what we can do though in the week to come in preparation for Ramadan is perhaps not fast because it's not advised to fast as Ramadan draws closer in line with the guidance of the Prophet wasallam. But what we can do is begin our own recitation of the Quran. Open up the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Open up this last revelation that He has gifted you and gifted you because you are from the ummah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because you are from the, uh, the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is because of that blessing that He has given you this book. Open up this gift. Open up this blessing. And begin your relationship with it. Now it's not uh, an instantaneous uh, cause and effect, open the book, I get guided type of relationship. This is a relationship that takes time, takes understanding. You read it once, you read the surah once, you get one understanding. You read it again, you understand it in a different way. You experience things in life and you come back to the same surah and you open it up again after many years and new meanings are bouncing out uh, to you and you are understanding it in a totally different perspective. The Qur'an never fails to give never fails to give no matter where you find yourself in life so begin that relationship now before Ramadan starts don't wait until the first of Ramadan to open the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open it now so that when Ramadan starts you already have that habit of reciting you already have a portion of the day where you recite and you're not tired you're not lazy in opening the book of Allah you're not lazy for sitting down for half an hour 45 minutes one hour you don't see that as a long time because you're already doing it. You're already in the habit of doing it. So do that, inshallah. First of all, uh, establish a, a relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have a time in the day. Another thing that we can do is have a time in the day where you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or you remember the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you can start that today actually. Today is the day in which in Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima 
Yawmul Jumu'ah is the day in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends uh, uh, or we are encouraged to send copious amounts of salat and salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So take half an hour today. And if half an hour is a little bit too much, then take 15 minutes. And if 15 minutes is too much, then I can't help you. <laughs> but take, take 15 minutes of the day. Turn everything off. Your TV, your, your phone, don't even put it on silent or airplane mode, off. You're not connected to anything. There's nothing to distract you. Your mind isn't subconsciously connected to something else. You are disconnected from the world entirely. Take a counter or don't take a counter. Take a sibha, don't take a sibha. You can count or you don't have to count. But sit down for 15 minutes and 15 minutes straight and just say one thing again and again and again. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala nabiyyina Muhammad. You are sending salat, prayers, and salam, salutations upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And whilst you're doing that, recognize what that means. Understand that when you send prayers, dua, and salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, know for a certainty and for a surety that he is listening and he will see and receive that dua and that salam that you are sending to him. And not just that, he will return that salam that you are sending to him. Know that every time you say it. Know that for every time you send salat and salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending that upon you ten times. For every one time you say it, Allah is sending it to you ten times. So it becomes a triangle. You send it to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sends it back to you. Your actions are going up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending that ten times back to you. And it is a constant cycle. Do that for 15 minutes. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Don't get distracted by anything. Close your door. Go in a room where no one else is going to disturb you in it. Let everybody know, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, whoever's in your house, that this is what I'm going to do. Like, don't disturb me. Get out of my face. <laughs> I'm going to focus for 15 minutes. And do that. And inshallah, let me know how, how that goes and what you feel. Uh, inshallah, in the comments section of the video when this goes up, in the ta'ala. So do that inshallah. So that when Ramadan comes, it is easy for us to remember Allah. We're not tedious, we're not lackadaisical, we're not like, dude, this is long, I don't want to do this, I'm tired. We're not distracted easily, so that when we do do the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, five minutes into the dhikr, we're already thinking about ten different things, and then we stop dhikr to do whatever we remember that we're supposed to be doing. Alright? That is from the habituations of the nafs. The nafs always needs to be entertained. It can't focus on something for too long. And because it needs to be entertained, it's always going to be skipping from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing. Right? That's why social media is so dangerous because your screen is constantly changing as you scroll down. So the nafs is constantly being entertained with something new every single second. If it is bored of what it is watching, all it has to do is just flick a thumb and you're watching something new. And if that, something, if, that, if that something new is not palpable to you, then you flick down and watch something else. So you become undisciplined. You become unable to focus and concentrate for a long period of time. And that means that you are unable to concentrate on the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an. The Qur'an is not a short book, right? It's not like 10 ayat, 15 ayat, 20 ayat that you can read in about an hour, right? There's a good 600 pages, there's more than 6,200 uh, verses in the, in the Qur'an. Many of them are, are clear, 
and some are unclear and require a lot of concentration for you to understand it's not easy and the Prophet ﷺ in Ramadan reminds us of this as well alright so when Ramadan used to come uh, it, it was said about him Shadd al-Mi'zar and the Mi'zar is the Izar and the Izar is like a loincloth like your undergarment your trousers or whatever alright so like you tighten the belt alright and that, that can mean literally he tightens the belt alright but that's more metaphoric than it is uh, literal and what that means is it's a time of hard work right roll up your sleeves you know it's a figure of speech you roll up your sleeves it doesn't mean you literally roll up your sleeves it means that you're you're working hard you're putting your head down you're focusing you're exerting all of your effort and you are free to do so now that when you are in free time tie yourself out Tie yourself out. Tie yourself out trying to find your way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who strive in our ways, we will guide them to our paths. We will guide them to us. In the numerous paths that Allah has to, to reach Him. So Shadd al-Mitzah, the Prophet used to work hard. Ramadan is a time to work hard. And the Qur'an is not something that is, should be taken lightly That you read as a recreational activity It is a relationship that you are having with him We are going to send to you a heavy word One of the first ayat that were revealed to the Prophet ﷺ in Surah Al-Muzammil That we are going to send to you, O Muhammad, an extremely heavy word yani This Qur'an, the responsibilities that are within this Qur'an That people have to rise up in terms of their akhlaq and their mannerisms In terms of their aqidah In terms of rectifying others around them And rectifying themselves first and foremost It's an arduous and long task And that is all personified By the difficulty that we find ourselves in Ramadan If we think about Those people who are struggling around the world And this is something else that Ramadan reminds us of Of those who are impoverished Those who don't have what we have necessarily Those who don't find uh, enough to survive for the day Those who are struggling to make ends meet Ramadan reminds us of these people Reminds us of our interconnective nature to these people as well We are not wholly disconnected from the poor Even if we have all the money in, in the world Even if we have enough for our own satisfaction And our own uh, sort of comforts There are people in this world that do not have that And we are connected to them And we have a responsibility towards them Ramadan reminds us of this responsibility and the time that we're going through in this day and age or in this particular time reminds us and it's sort of magnified even more that those people who are going through hardship are going through even more of a hardship and those people who weren't going through a hardship are now going through a hardship alright so it's even more incumbent upon us to be connected one to another and this will help us to be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala كان الله في عون العبد ما كان العبد Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the service and in the aid of his servants As long as his servants are in aid of their brothers As in their, their kindred And we are إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَى The believers are brethren one to another So if we are in the service of each other Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be in the service of us Ramadan reminds us, uh, reminds us of, of this So we give in our sadaqah uh, We give in our zakat al-fitr which inshallah we should give uh, as early as we possibly can inshallah ta'ala
And bi we will, we will uh, send a couple of reminders uh, about this throughout the week, inshallah ta'ala. So Ramadan is a time for all of these different things that we've mentioned uh, so far. Uh, and it is a time for much more than that also. But if we can do the bare minimum of what we have mentioned, inshallah, we can have a successful Ramadan. Now, obviously, we mentioned before that Ramadan this time around is not going to be like other Ramadans. But inshallah, uh, North Finchley Masjid, INL, us guys here, uh, we inshallah will let you guys know uh, the plans for this Ramadan. Hopefully uh, on Sunday inshallah ta'ala uh, So watch out for that on our website And we will share that via social media as well uh, As well as uh, our email subscription list inshallah So if you haven't subscribed to our, our mailing list Please do so inshallah ta'ala um, With uh, regards uh, to um, Yeah I think that was it Yeah inshallah So with regards to um, uh, requests I was going to say uh, a lot of people have requested uh, du'as uh, for their loved ones Obviously a lot of people are going through through hardship and difficulty uh, We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to come to the aid of all those uh, who are suffering We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate their suffering uh, And to reward them abundantly for what they are going through And to cause that to be an expiation uh, for their sins So that they meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, pure and free uh, from uh, all sin uh, there have been uh, particular requests such as our brother Osam, uh, his son is going through quite a difficult time So we request that all members of the congregation inshallah make dua uh, for him And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant him shifa, al-ajil, uh, al-kamil, la yughadir saqaman inshallah ta'ala We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate us from our current plight We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to return us to our masjid uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to return us to his ibadah We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to allow us to congregate once more insha'Allah in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala worship him, Worshipping him and him alone with the utmost ikhlas ya rabbal alameen We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to overlook our shortcomings All of the shortcomings that we have committed in the past Whether we know it or we don't know it We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for all of our sins we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the bottom of our hearts to guide us upon the Sirat al-Mustaqeem and to keep us steadfast upon it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide our children and our children's children. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep them steadfast upon the Sirat al-Mustaqeem and to make dua for their parents, those who are alive and those who have passed away. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, give, to forgive our, uh, our parents and our mashaykh uh, and those who have taught us And those who have any rights over us Insha'Allah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To forgive them and overlook their shortcomings And grant them jannatul firdaus Al-a'la ya rabbal alameen Wa ya akram al-akrameen Ibadallah rahimakumullah Inna Allah ya'muru bil-adli wal-ihsani Wa ita'i dil-qurba Wa yanha anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi Ya'idhukum la'allakum tathakkaroon Udhkurullah al-aliyya al-jaleel Yadhkurukum mushkuruhu Yazidukum wa la-dhikrullahi akbar Wallahu ya'alamu ma tasna'oon Insha'Allah you may now pray your dhuhr والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته